Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831 Tell your chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Hey guys, Riley here, and Rule of Two today is brought to you by DC Universe, the first all-DC platform for us DC fans. Join at DCUniverse.com and get sucked into new original series like the highly touted Titans, or catch up on favorites like Krypton Season 1. And starting May 31st, jump into new episodes of Swamp Thing, dropping weekly, and follow Abby Arcane as she investigates what seems to be a deadly swamp-borne virus in a small town in Louisiana and soon discovers that the swamp holds mystical and terrifying secrets. You can also get your comic book fix with thousands of new comic titles just added to an already impressive comic library. This includes more recent titles and complete storylines like Superman Secret Origin, Batman 2011, and Harley Quinn 2013. Also available on the platform are tons of the classic DC movies we love, like Batman and the original Superman movie. If animated films are more your speed, sign up now because Reign of Superman and Justice League vs. The Fatal Five are now available. DC Universe is available on your favorite devices. So if you were thinking about it before, now is definitely the time. Join and get a year's worth of DC content at DCUniverse.com. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Tell your chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. <laughs> That was good to be back here. It's good to have you back, man. Yeah. I was I was a disaster last week, dude. You did fine. You did fine. And uh, first of all, I was totally lost. You know, <laughs> it, 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 you know. I like to, to steer the ship. Yeah, have it, it steer the Millennium Falcon, the Tie Interceptor, or what have it's you. It's very, very underrated how well. Um, Riley steers our stream of consciousness on the show, man. Because I'll take that. Thank the you. First, the first 10, 15 minutes of the last episode, I didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> it's definitely a uh, – it's, it's an acquired thing. 
happened years of, of doing this finally. I think I can steer a ship pretty damn well. So thank you for that nice compliment. And uh, welcome, everybody. It's live. We are back. Back having you here. It, we haven't had three. It was three shows. Three shows. That I was not – that we weren't together. Yeah, yeah. This is like one of those Game of Thrones like reunion episodes. Yeah, we're going to sit around uh, the fireplace and just talk about the battle that's coming. <laughs> yeah, the war's to come. The, that the war is coming and uh, that war is uh, – well, we're, we're here in a little quiet phase right yeah. now. There's not a lot of movie news out there. There's um, some, some video game news, right? But there's lots of video game news, yeah. which is the main topic that we're going to get into. And that is Star Wars Jedi, colon, Fallen Order. Yeah, without got, Keanu Reeves. Without Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Missed opportunity God, there. The the the, uh, the sans is real, huh? It is totally real. This guy, Keanu Reeves, needs to be in a Star Wars movie. Yeah. I think that's the next he'd be step. In, he'd be like if – you know, and maybe look. Not that this is the topic of the episode, but I think it's a fun topic. It's a fun topic for our cold open here. For our cold open, yeah. if we were to recast, just really quick, if mm-hmm. we were to recast and and the uh, the supporters, the rule of two army out there in the chat, get in on this. Yeah. If we were to recast, okay, the Phantom Menace. Ooh. All right. Ooh. Twenty years anniversary just happened. Right. We were to recast the Phantom Menace. I am casting Keanu Reeves as Qui Gon Jinn. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah? I'll take that. You'll, you'll, you'll support that casting? I'll support that casting. Yeah. I'm, I'm you're going to cast actors to... today. Like, like you're making The Phantom Menace today. He can only do Qui-Gon. Because I, w- yeah. I wouldn't give him Obi-Wan, obviously. No. Ewan McGregor. And at that time, the character of Obi-Wan Kenobi is the Padawan. So he's got to be younger. Yeah. And Keanu's way too old. So – Qui-Gon Jinn's a good call. Yeah, there's something about this boy. He's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Now there's something about this guy. Be mindful of the force, <laughs> Obi-Wan. I think he could do it. He could do it, right? All right, all right. really quick. Who do, who do you got? If you were casting it right now, who do you got as Obi-Wan? And you can use Ewan. And I can't use Ewan? Okay, yeah. so an, an actor now in that Padawan role as young Obi-Wan? As Kenobi? young Obi-Wan, yeah. Oh, fuck. Um... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start pulling James McAvoy. Mm, okay, he's very similar to you and McGregor. That's an easy. Co- that's a cop out. He's a little for me. older. He's a little older. He's yeah. a little older, maybe. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going. Taron Edgerton. Oh. Obi-Wan. Okay, that's a good one. Look, I just pulled it out of a hat. Right? Did you but watch Rocket Man or something? I haven't seen Rocket Man. Yeah, yet. I want to see it. But Here's... I love the uh, the Kingsman movies. Yeah, he's great in the King. I, yeah. He's a great actor. Just period. So that's a good call. Okay. I like that. All right. Um, What about um, Padme? Padme. I know. That's where I was going next. Padme, I'm going – let's go. Let's go. Damn it. I can't. This is a bad game. I don't know. How about – Just pull one. I can't even pull a freaking actress. It's Sophie Turner. <laughs> Sophie Turner. She's she's Dark Phoenix right now. Actually, so. actually, she would be bad. Maze Williams would be interesting. You know what? That's where my head. I was going there. Yeah, that would be interesting. A young Maisie I, Williams, I, right? I, I I passed over it and went. No, no, no. She's too young. But now where she's at. Yeah, Maisie Williams. Let's do Padme for for Maisie Williams. All right, all right. So we only got uh, we only got one major character left because obviously you keep the Emperor, right? Cause yeah, you got to keep him. Keep the Emperor. Yeah. Um, and that's Anakin or Maul. Um, there's a there's a there's a somebody here. Liam Hemsworth as Obi Wan. That's a good one. I like I like the Hemsworths. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah. Another one in here. Uh, we got um, Jason Statham as Darth Maul. That's a good one. That's an interesting one. He says, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't like this fucking lightsaber. Yeah, it's a megalodon. It's a megalodon. <laughs> it's a megalodon. It's a megalodon. Right. I got a lightsaber. I'll just um, take that guy. All right. So who's, uh, who's Anakin? And we got to go Jake Lloyd age. I think for the fairness of the game, you got to go. I mean, it's impossible to go Jake Lloyd age because we don't know any. At least I don't know any actors that age. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go. Let's see. I'm going to go Jacob Tremblay. Who's that? Jacob Tremblay was in Room with Brie Larson. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's great. He, yeah, he's great. He was in uh, The Predator. 
the uh, Shane Black's movie. Okay. Which, yeah. You know, which is it's a it's a fine yeah, movie. Yeah, you keep him in, you keep him in one movie and you still do the upgrade, right? I mean, yeah. you're playing by the rules, right? We got it. Yeah, Jacob Tremblay because he was, I mean, fantastic in in room. Sam Jackson so, keeps the job. Sam Jackson, is Sam Jackson, Sam Jackson, Sam Jackson. Frank Oz is Frank Oz. Yeah, we can't recast Yoda. Yeah, who else have we got? Yeah, Maul. We've kind of touched on. What are some of the bigger parts? In Phantom Menace, that's uh, about it. That's about it. Because like yeah. everything else is like you got the you know you got the senators and yeah you know you keep the dude from Dexter season three. Um, who was that? The guy who plays uh, um, Alderon. Um, uh, the guy who plays um, oh Bale Organa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this Phantom Jimmy Menace. Smith's. Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith. Smith showed up in Attack of the Clones. He wasn't in Phantom. Oh, he yeah. He really? showed up he, later. Yeah, he didn't show up in the first. That was one? a schmodown question for me. So I, oh I, man, yeah. I always assumed that he was in all three of them. I, I guess I like now that I think about it, yeah. Well, he was in Rogue One. I loved so. him in Rogue One. I mean, yeah. he didn't do much, but just seeing it, it's funny. I actually saw Rogue One over the weekend. Oh yeah, um, it, it's it's a really cool movie. It's a really cool movie. I, I love Rogue One. Yeah, that's my fiance's favorite Star Wars movie. Um, Natalie. Oh, that's uh, somebody in the chat here. Natalie. Me. Um, Natalie Portman is Shmi. Kyle Gabrant, good to see you, brother. One of my Patreon guys. Oh, nice. How are you doing here? Natalie is Shmi is pretty cool, actually. It's not a bad idea now. Yeah. Now, because it's it's actually I, I, it's ironic. Yeah. Right. You have Natalie Portman play Anakin's mother, right? I love this call though. Michael B. Jordan is Mace Windu. If you're gonna, I know we said we're not recasting Sam Jackson. Yeah. But Michael B. Jordan, that's a good one. That's, yeah, that's a, good a good one. one. That's a good. Dave Chappelle is Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. <laughs> I actually like that. Dave Chappelle is Jar Jar Binks. I actually kind of like that. Fantastic. Because you know what, man? I saw Dave Chappelle in um, in uh, um, um, A Star is Born. Right. He was fantastic in yeah, that. Yeah, he was really good. Just a little, very, little yeah. under, under – Undertone, yeah. Yeah, very, yeah, just very – what's the word I'm looking for? He was just very mellow. He was just – he didn't come in Dave Chappelle yeah. like from the Chappelle show. He came in as – he was a great actor. All that. right. So look, we got our casting. The brand new version, Attack of the Clones, if it was made today, yeah. starring – Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. As Qui-Gon Jinn. I love that. I think he'd be excellent. Yeah, he would. I'd it's, be sad to see him die at the end. Well, if we're recasting this thing, why don't we make him live? Right. <laughs> right. And yeah. then as, as long no, as we're playing he, with Monopoly money he, here. Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon died, fine. But uh, yeah. we got, we got, we got uh, Keanu as Qui-Gon. Taron Edgerton, are you buying I'm, I'm, I'm buying that. I'll, as I'll Qui Gon, as uh, Obi Wan. Right? I'm sorry, as Young Obi Wan. Young Obi -Wan. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. And um, we got Maisie Williams as Padme. May, I, I actually love that one. Yep. I, I've I've seen some pushback on the chat about Maisie as Padme, but I love Maisie as Padme. Yeah, chat. It's our show. We're putting Maisie in there. <laughs> yeah. But I understand. Tremblay. Tremblay as Anakin. As Anakin. Uh, we got Dave Chappelle as Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> we got Jason Statham <laughs> as Maul. Yeah. Why not? It's a megalodon. It's a megalodon. Can you believe we're in Naboo? Nice fucking places in Naboo. Um, Soon we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. That's <laughs> fantastic. That's some good. Right. Uh, that's, that's an open. That's a that's an open right there. Guess what, guys? It's Ruler Two. It's Episode Forty Four. Let's do this thing. Rise. That's right. We're back. It's Episode Forty Four yeah. of Rule of Two. We're here on the Jedi Council Podcast One Feed, and if you're with us right now, guess what? We are live on Collider Video's main channel here, and it's a Monday. It's 5 p.m. PST hour time. Well, now we're nine minutes into the show. Welcome, one and all, everybody. We are back together. Fernandez, how was your Sith business? Good um, stuff? It was good. It was good. Uh, made a lot of progress on some very important things good. that sooner or later I'd love to start to share Great. with our audience, you awesome. know, um, try to get them involved in what we're trying to do. Yeah. I think that that's really what the future of Collider is about. Yeah. Um, it's about having a deeper relationship um, with our audience. Yeah. You know, having a more interactive relationship with our audience. I love that. Creating more give and take with the audience, you know, giving the audience a mechanism to get involved in a way that is actually verifiable and trackable and mm -hmm. accountable, you know, yeah. um, to really give our audience a voice. I think that that's always been um, my dream with Collider is how do I become um, the first media company that not like HBO when, you know, people say, hey, we're pissed about Game of Thrones 
and then all they say is, oh, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Mm. And I liked Game of Thrones. So, like, my opinion aside, I thought the eighth season was, was, you know, was fine. Yeah, I liked it. I just um, had a little issue with yeah. the, the last episode, the last half. Yeah. But, it was just uh, a little too, eh. But the, um, the thing that I really want to get to is, like, how do we give the audience a voice, you know? Yeah. And a, a lot of what I'm doing from a business perspective is trying to figure out a formal way to do that. So anyway, I just gave the Rule of Two listeners a little bit of an insight. A little tease. Yeah, into what's going on behind the scenes. Um, but, yeah, that's what I've been doing, and it's been fun. That's great. Uh, I love hearing that, uh, that having – being working with you and hearing that. It gets me excited because uh, I think we, d- we happen to have some of the greatest – Listeners out there, followers, fans, if you want to call them that. But uh, I think that's important. So that's great. Um, But this is Rule of Two. It's a celebration of Star Wars. And, yeah, the biggest news out there, Fernandez, we did see full gameplay. It was like 15 minutes or 10 minutes of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order taking place right after Revenge of the Sith, after Order 66. And I'm not finding too much on it as far as story. I just know that he is a Jedi uh, that escaped the um, the purge, as yeah. it were, and he, now he's going on a mission somewhat. And I got to tell you, I loved this footage. Yeah, I loved it. I can't wait to play this thing. Look, and I know not so much for you though. No, 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 no. Okay, not, not necessarily. Look, I will be there second number one that I can get my hands on this game. Right, right. I'm gonna be up Lucas. Um, arts, even though they're not Lucas Arts anymore, right. behind to make sure that I have a copy of this thing. I'm going to devour it um, the second that I get my hands on it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I know what I'm going to get, you know, and, and, and that's that's um, yeah, that's what bugged me about it. Is that really? when I when I looked at it and you said this caboose said this on Collider Games and I totally agree with it mm. and it's not what hit me off as like a slightly negative thing off the bat uh thank you Jedi Master 677 just did a super chat even though we don't you know we don't encourage or push to super chat oh um, thanks for that thank you for that um I'll interrupt what I'm saying to answer do you guys think uh they should rebrand Galaxy's Edge in Florida and any future parks to take place on a different planet and era from Batu. Mm, that's um, a good question. Actually, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, but in terms of Fallen Order, you said it. Caboose said it. Very similar to Uncharted. Yeah. Uncharted. Yeah. Um, from in terms of what the vibe that you got, right? I got a vibe that is, is like Uncharted. Maybe a good thing, but in the Star Wars universe, and I love that because I'm a huge Uncharted fan. I don't play. See, I have a different take on. All of gaming because I don't game that much. I go after titles that I like that look fun. Uncharted is one of them. Battlefront was another. Spider-Man was another. Red Dead Redemption was another. These right. are the, the the ones that I go towards. The big, the big boys. They're the big boys, I guess yeah. you could say. And I was a huge Call of Duty guy and I love the campaigns. And yeah. so when it was all online, I'm not going to last one minute because people are going to snipe me in the face. And I know that. But now I hear that we're getting a kind of a reboot with Call of Duty and we're getting back to that campaign. I like playing by myself and just ah. – Right, right. And so this Fallen Order looks like that to me. Yeah. And, and that's what's fun. Put it in the Star Wars universe. I'm all in. Yeah. And like I just didn't – you know, the the combat – I mean look, for me, the thing that I'm always gunning for is what's the most visceral – um, Jedi fighting experience that I can get my hands on. Right, right. right. That like closes the gap between, um, you know, me and being a real Jedi, which always, you know, look, it's a fantasy. It's, it's not something that I really want to do, but it's a fun fantasy to daydream about. Mm-hmm. So video games is like a good way to bridge that gap, right? Sure. To create that simulation in your brain that you're actually experiencing that life. The closest thing I've ever gotten to that was Star Wars Galaxies. We've talked a lot about on the you know, on this show. Yeah. In terms of saber fighting, I thought that I got some really cool innovation out of Jedi – I'm sorry, out of Vader Immortal. Yeah, right. Well, like the fun. parry, parry, swipe, mm-hmm. swipe. And you didn't get to play the dojo, but in the dojo, it gets even harder. Really? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. I want to play that. Yeah. And so when I looked at the combat – and I forget that I – you know, it's great to see a lightsaber 
Um, I'm hoping you get to choose different colors. Or you get to unlock new crystals. Yeah. I didn't love – And a new outfit maybe? Yeah, a new outfit. I, I didn't, didn't like the outfit. I didn't love the I outfit. I don't know why. I'm, we're nitpicking here but – Yeah, we're nitpicking but it is what it is, right? It, 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 it makes sense in the story I, I suppose if he's undercover, if he's hiding because he's a Jedi. He's not going to want to walk around in his robes. Right. So that makes sense to me. Right, right. I mean but he kind of looks like he's – it's funny because like – when I was watching this this gameplay uh, live stream, mm-hmm. um, I was like, man, the only thing that makes this Star Wars is the lightsaber and you see the occasional stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. But besides that, I didn't see a lot of like obvious Star Wars aesthetic in it. Really? You know? Okay. You know, like like that was just like my impression. I mean, I'm not gonna lie; it was my impression. Yeah. You know, like well, I sort of feel what you want to feel. Yeah, I, mean, I was like. like I didn't see – it didn't scream Star Wars to me. Um, see, because, that's interesting. You know, like – and like the little droid thing that they have out of Battlefront, I guess they're bringing that back in this game in some form. Mm-hmm. You have like this little droid that I guess you get to control as well. Yeah, and he's hanging there on your back. Yeah, you know, I which is cute. That. I mean the droid was cute. See, it felt Star Wars for me. That's where I think we're, we're a little like this because I felt it. I felt it when you're fighting. I mean, there's a biker scout that you chop him up. You know, he's he's running up. We're on Kashyyyk, so he's running to this base, and you got Tie fighters flying overhead. It yeah. felt very yeah. Star Wars to you know, me. I guess um, the parts that I was really paying attention to was more in the indoor stuff. Yeah, you know when he's like doing the crawling and he's doing the wall jumping, and like, that was cool. Like I, the gameplay looked interesting because I remember a moment where he like had to like squeeze through something, yeah, and yeah. that just felt new to me. Yeah, like it had that. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I struggle with this game a little bit because I feel like I've seen everything that in this that's in this game before. That I can understand because. As much as I want to play this thing and loved the footage and, and can't wait to get my hands on this video game, um, yeah, it's it's not it's, it reminded me a little bit of Uncharted as I mentioned. It reminded yeah. me of Force Unleashed a little bit. I've seen these games before, and that's fine. It's the story that's going to keep me. I think of um, yeah. what's the PS4 game, The Last of Us. Yeah, I love that game yeah, so by, much. By, the, by Naughty Dog, also some right. people that did Uncharted. That's right. And the reason I love that one so much is more about the story than the gameplay. Because the gameplay was good, but it's that story that really locked me in. So I hope they can do this here, which I'm not getting a lot of story. I mean all we know, it's Cal Kestis, and he was a Jedi that escaped the Empire's attention during the Purge. And he's leading a, des- a desperate attempt to uh, save the Jedi. And he's going to fight Purge troopers, Imperial Inquisitors, Second Sister – it's from Respawn Entertainment, and I did see somebody in the chat saying the final boss has got to be Darth Vader, right? Look, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah. It makes sense. Um, um, look, and I see some some talk in the chat that um, you know that everybody thought that it did scream Star Wars, mm. and you know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of. Double back a little bit and say I get that. Like, yeah. like, like I can get how somebody looks at it and says, "Oh yeah, this is obviously a Star Wars game." Sure, but to me, I was looking at look. This is the first non-Battlefront console Star Wars game that we've gotten in a little bit. Okay? Right. It's Crystal Dynamics. It's a big time developer. I believe the developer that does Tomb Raider. Um, you know, so right. it's, look, it's a big time developer with a lot of experience and probably a lot of money. You know, they're probably spending. I'd guess sixty to seventy million dollars on this game. Wow. Okay. Holy crap. And if I told you, I'm going to give you. Look, it's tough because like you haven't been in game development before, but no, like See, that's where I I tend to listen to what you say. Okay. You have a different view of these things than me. It's just like if I had seventy million dollars to make a Star Wars game, am I just going to make Uncharted with a lightsaber? Mm. You know, that's a good question. What would you do? If I had seventy million dollars, I would probably. Focus on um, a game where you could be either Sith or Jedi, right? A la, a la the Kotor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd make it a little bit um, more action oriented and less RPG. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing that I would do is focus on the multiplayer. 
Ah, okay. You know, and I, and and basically, what I would do is try to go back to the roots of um, of Jedi Knight, of uh, you know, dark, you know, like uh, you know, Jedi Academy, um, and those games where there was incredible story, but the community that was built around the multiplayer was so special because of how deep at the time the Jedi powers were, mm. right? Like it wasn't yeah. like 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 in Battlefront where you have basically three moves. There was tons and tons of combinations of what you could do as a Jedi, mm. what you could do with force powers, different loadouts. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just like go back into that, into those weeds. You know, that's probably what I would want to go for. But to be honest with you, I'd probably try to focus in and, and, and I know it doesn't have the penetration, but I think what Vader Immortal did is incredible. Yeah, that game is incredible. And, you know, but, you know, I see them as two very different experiences. Yeah. And I've always been more of an RPG. Two very different budgets too. Two very different budgets. Exactly. Um, But I've always been an RPG guy. I just – that's just – again because I like to sit and just do it by myself. Yeah. But I like the multiplayer campaigns or or multiplayer as well. Um, And I bet I could learn. I'm – you know, I might be an old dog but you can teach me new tricks. You know what? Let me pose a question this way. Sure. Um, And I'm going to pose this to the listeners out there as well. Especially the folks that are supporting us live in the chat. Thank you so much. We got 400 people in the chat right now. Love this. Some great convos that I'm seeing. A lot of attacks. Um, you know, at at my opinion, not really attacks. First, <laughs> I'm kidding. Like constructive criticism. We love this. We love this conversation. By the way, between us. Yeah. Um, what were you more excited about right now for Jedi Fallen Order, mm-hmm. or when you first saw? Um, the um, uh, the Star Wars game with our man Sam Witwer in it. Uh, oh God, I can't believe I just spaced on the name oh, of Force, it. Oh, Force Unleashed? Force Unleashed. The first time you saw stuff for Force Unleashed, which the first time I saw it was at E3, which I'm going to tomorrow, or Jedi Fought in Order, Fallen mm-hmm. Order. Which of the two were you more excited about? Force Unleashed. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, it's because it was a little bit a different time in Star Wars different time in the games and, and you know what i'm sorry to interrupt you but yeah. you're right it's respawn is a developer not not crystal dynamics i'm sorry okay respawn gotcha uh, yeah you know um there was something about force unleashed that you know just looked cool for me because i remember that trailer and it was a cinematic trailer where he's in this room with stormtroopers and it was a straight-up horror movie like yeah. this guy is killing stormtroopers and Knowing what the story was, a secret apprentice under Vader. So cool. It got me more excited. It did. Yeah. It's to your point. They seem like similar games though, kind of, They do right? seem like similar games, but it's to your point where I can understand – it didn't land with me the same way, but I can understand it – is that when you see the footage, you go, I feel like I've seen this before. You had Shades of, not, of uh, Uncharted. Yeah. Um, it had a little f- flavor of Force Unleashed. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say it was. It had a little was flavor like, of Battlefront, uh, Battlefront, or Battlefield. Yeah, like, battle, yeah, Battlefront, Battlefront, Battlefront as well. So I, I think Force Unleashed was just a different time for me as well within the Star Wars universe because we also did not have a new trilogy. We didn't have a Mandalorian series coming, and I'm not saying that it's. It's a lot of Star Wars, and, and that's taking away my excitement. But there's a lot of Star Wars. There's a lot to process, and there's a lot that I have to compartmentalize in my head. I'm a Rise of Skywalker guy, and I, I want everything on that, then Mandalorian, and then this because I'm not much of a gamer. Right. So when I see this, I'm like, frick yeah, I'm watching this. I'm yeah. playing this. But it wasn't like Force Unleashed where we were done with the prequels. I didn't know if we were ever getting another Star Wars movie. And I had that game as my only outlet. Yeah, because like when when like Spider Man, okay, the uh, Spider Man game on PS4. Um, now that got me excited. That game, the gameplay itself was 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 great, and it was cool, extremely repetitive. Yeah. But the story was incredible. Yes. Okay. Yes. And the game looked good enough and played well enough. Even though I actually thought it got a little easy once you kind of figured the rhythm, and I played it in the hardest level. Sure. Um, that, um, but the story was so good in that Spider-Man game that you had to keep playing, you had to keep advancing, you had to keep progressing. Right. 
I'm worried that the gameplay in this game is going to get very, very, very repetitive very, very, very quickly. Might be. Okay? I hope not. So then it, it, it's kind of – my logic is saying, well, then the story better be friggin' great. Mm-hmm. And like when you have a game like Vader Immortal with David S. Goyer of Batman Begins, The Dark Knight and God knows what else right. coming in and writing this script – and you get that moment, spoiler warning, uh, should I say the moment? Uh, we've uh, yeah, Anyway, yeah. there's a moment in Vader Immortal yeah. where you're like, damn, man, this is awesome. It's deep. It's deep. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We don't know that with Fallen, Fallen no, no, Order yet. We don't know that. I'm, yeah. But I, I hear what you're saying. I because, hear what you're saying. Be, because I'm not saying that it won't have it. I'm saying it has to have it. Yes. Because if it doesn't have it. You're talking about the Big Mac, man. Yeah. <laughs> We need the if Big it, Mac. Yeah. If it doesn't have a great story, it's just gonna, it's going to be repetitive gameplay. That's that's exactly why I brought up The Last of Us um, is because of – is it The Last of Us? I keep saying that and Last it sounds us, wrong yeah. in my head no, no, for no, some reason. Right. Um, but that, yes. It's like – that's Incredible all movies. Story, Last of Us. It's all movies. Did you see Dark Phoenix? I haven't seen it yet. It's fine. I don't think it's, I don't think it's worthy of calling it like the worst thing ever. It was fine. But there wasn't anything in that story that really just went, yes. You know what I mean? Made me go like in First Class or right. like in Days of Future Past or yeah. X2. Days or, of Future Past I loved. I love Days of Future yeah. Past. So it didn't hit me in the field. So when we're talking about the Big Mac, we want more of that. We want that anchor for the story. And I think that goes to all forms of media and especially in video games because if you're just – Chopping guys up because Force Unleashed 2 became completely repetitive, yeah. completely redundant. It was such a bummer of a game. Right. It was kind compared of boring to the first one. Compared, compared to the first one. But it was basically like slash, 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 throw lightsaber through the guy's chest, move on. Slash, slash, yeah. slash, force push, lightsaber, move on. That was t- too repetitive. I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. Um, that this game is going to get repetitive. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be. Enter room, kill enemy, kill enemy, collect, collect, collect. Yeah. Do some kind of platforming challenge. Enter new room, kill, 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 collect, collect, collect. Platforming challenge. Maybe boss fight. We're going to definitely get boss fights. Um, And throw in there like the little droid like sneaking in and having to cause – And I'll tell you, yeah. You're going to be able to jump in the POV of that thing and control it and he's going to fly through somewhere and I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it, it, it will be the story, I think, that anchors you and maybe hopefully that they're they're going to introduce new things that are going to kind of be like, ooh, I haven't played this in yeah, a game. Yeah, and it's like you look at a game like uh, – did you play Red Dead? I've been playing it, um, but not a lot of it. Yeah, I mean look. Obviously, we can only dream that one day we'll get a game mm-hmm. for Star Wars that's as gorgeous as Red Dead in terms of its depth, its yeah. technology. Open world. Its open worldness. I mean even though – you know, anyway – and like wasn't there like supposedly a Star Wars open world game in development? There was. And yeah. What happened to that? I don't know. I think they they got rid of it. You know what? This is something this is a little insight that I'm going to give the, you know, the listeners and and you may you know jive with me or not on this, but it's actually absolutely true. Um it gets very 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 tough mm-hmm. for a developer to invest so much energy and time into somebody else's IP. Because ultimately, you don't own it, you know. So right now, Respawn Games has this Star Wars thing, mm-hmm. and let's say it's a gigantic success. Mm-hmm. They can be replaced at any second. Didn't they do that with a with a big series of, of video games? I think it was Arkham Arkham Knight. Um, so that's uh, the Batman. That's Rocksteady. Okay, and I actually think they're still doing it. But okay. my point is, is that back in the day. When when Lucasfilm uh, owned LucasArts, yeah. LucasArts was publishing these games and then outsourcing um, these um, you know games to different developers, and sometimes not. Sometimes developing them in house, and the games just seemed like they had a little bit more. I don't know, like some uh, you know, oomph is not a great word, but oomph. Yeah, you know, I'm a little worried that first of all, EA's got a terrible track record, in my opinion, with. Uh, Star Wars video games. Yeah, I've seen I've seen that feeling. Yeah, and you know, you I gotta go all the way back to Kotor, I think, and, and like Sotor, and like yeah. you know, you gotta go back to the old Republic series. Last time, I think they made a good Star Wars game. 
Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know enough of the games to, yeah, to really fair. know, and and that's so fair. I I go off of basically. Did I have fun? The first Battlefront that came out before Battlefront Two, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, the first Battlefront, I was like, this got repetitive and boring immediately. Immediately, it was just how many times am I going to run around Hoff? Yeah. Just shooting people. <laughs> right. I don't want that. I want some story. How many times am I going to run around like trying to kill an Ewok on Endor? Um, you know, because I couldn't kill an Ewok. Right. I, I, I just wanted to shoot. <laughs> that was funny. But I get where you're coming from. But I think one of the bigger things that we touched on was the idea of the story having to ground us. So that's what the big question is. Is Saw Gerrera shows up. We got Forrest Whitaker making an appearance in this. At least it sounds like Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people – That was cool. That was a good welcome thing to see. So how much of this is going to connect to canon? Is that going to be a thing and could we see anything connect to even the movies, even Rise of Skywalker? I doubt it because for me, Lucasfilm has always been pretty terrible with especially this regime of them not paying off the canon stuff in the movies. Even though one of my favorite things about Battlefront uh, 2, the one that just came out like a year and a half ago or two years ago, whatever it was. Yeah. um, Besides the graphics, the graphics are gorgeous. The graphics are absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. They're drop-dead gorgeous. Um, Is that little scene where you play as Luke and you're going to get that compass. That That showed up in The Last Jedi. That showed up in The Last Jedi. Yeah, I love that. To me, it was actually one of the redeeming moments of The Last Jedi. It was like, oh, shit, that connected back to the video game. That's what I want more of. Yeah. So I'm wondering what it's going to be. Obviously, we have Saw Gerrera showing up. So you can probably assume some of the usual suspects will be in this thing. What's the timeline? It's right after Order 66, right? Right. So Revenge of the Sith, Rogue One. You know, obviously Saw Gerrera is in this, so I'm I'm putting Rogue One in there. So it's got to be before Rogue One. Probably, but oh yeah, definitely before if Saw's yeah, yeah. in there. But I'm <laughs> so I'm wondering like who's going to show up, and that therefore it's canon. Are we going to see, you know, Cassian show up? Are we going to see? I don't know. I mean, here's one for you. Okay. Obi Wan. Yeah. Yoda. Obi Wan sounded like right with yeah. his, your friend. Who my. Uh, Jamie Costa? No, 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 no. The one from uh, from Rebels and um, and uh, Clone Wars. And James stuff. Arnold Taylor. Yeah, yeah, he'd Maybe, be great. Yeah, he could. He could show up. He's I mean, fantastic. Where did like is the story that he was trained up to a point and now he's on his own? Or there's got to be a mentor character in the in the game somewhere. Right, there has to be. Yeah. yeah, I'm not too sure. I've been looking all over the internet for like a full story rundown, and on Wikipedia. They don't have a, uh, a bunch of stuff. They they don't have the listing. I think they're still holding back a bit before yeah. we get this thing. All right. So look, um, we're obviously both excited about this thing. Yeah. Okay. Let's give it a let's give let's give it a a, a excitement rating. Okay. Out of ten. Out of ten, I'm at a solid eight. Okay. Yeah. I'm at a solid. Um, I'd say I'm at like at a seven and a half. Yeah. Which means I'm going to get it the first day I can possibly get my hands on it. Yep. I'm going to I'm going to devote hours of it. I'm going to you know turn down the lights, um, you know, you know probably smoke a dube. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's call it what it is. Let's call it. What I'm it doing is. the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and let's play this game. I mean, I'm excited about it. Yeah. But the, but you know, the more talking about it with you gets me more excited. Yeah. Because that's what I think Star Wars and the video games and the movies do. Is when you find the right people to celebrate this with, you get more excited. Yeah, but it's just like why? Why can we get a effort, a you know, sort of huge effort like we got from Raven Software back in the day when they made Jedi Outcast, um, and right. <clears throat> it gave us a great story. But it also gave us a great multiplayer game yeah. that gave us great community. Yeah. That gave us a modding community that kept modding the game to its nth degree. And and if you guys want to check out Jedi Outcast, you can play it today. Yeah. Jedi I mean, Outcast it, was so much fun. It's still there's still a community out there for this stuff. Right. You know, so it's like why not like try to revitalize some of those things that are going, you know, that were going in the past. To like take them to the next level, um, you're never going to be as good as Uncharted. It's right. never going to happen. Yeah, because like like with all due respect, 
to this developer uh, respawn, you're not Naughty Dog. Mm-hmm. You know, Naughty Dog is like it, it's special and it's original IP. Like Naughty Dog is like doesn't have uncharted. Yeah, yeah. They don't have the same restraints. Um, That's I don't a good know. Point. That's a great, uh, the, uh, great thing to, to to consider is that uncharted video game series because yeah. of how original it was and you know obviously shades of indiana jones but putting it in shades kind of, of tomb raider, tomb raider, raider like all that stuff but nathan drake creating a, a a new character that is in his own right now a character that is very well known yeah and people are casting it nathan fillion obviously yeah was the guy the and tom now holland got it. and now tom holland is right. doing because the latest uncharted which i did play was you know going back to him Wandering around this little castle at one point, I thought that was a really fun yeah. moment. I'm not <laughs> seeing it. I'm still kind of the guy that was like, you know, I wanted a straight up a- adaptation of Nathan Drake. Um, so maybe it was Nathan Fillion, or maybe it was Mark uh, Mark Wahlberg at one point. That was the rumor, but we'll see what that movie is now that we have a young Tom Holland. Because right now, for the Uncharted movie, I do not see Tom Holland. Yeah, but it's I just, just like- I love the kid. I want him Spider-Man. I love him. I can't wait to see him in all the movies he does, and I will see Uncharted. But I'm like huh? – and, and it's like – and look, I totally get that it's a money choice, that it's a market penetration reality. Yeah. But Vader Immortal for the Oculus Quest is really short. I mean yeah. I think you can play through it in 35 minutes, 40 minutes. That's about up, yeah, how long it took for me. The Jedi Dojo does expand the gameplay by quite a bit. Okay. And actually gives you an incredible workout. On my Apple Watch, I was like tracking at around 125, 130 BPM when you really, really get going. Okay. Which is pretty, pretty it's good. It's pretty good, yeah. Um, got yourself a nice workout. I like it's it. It's like why can't – and you got David S. Goyer, and you got this incredible storyline of becoming, of being a smuggler, becoming uh, Darth Vader's apprentice, um, and you're physically creating a skill set of actually wielding a lightsaber, parry, parry, attack. Yeah, like you got like balancing enemies to the front, enemies to the back. I even found myself doing the old like black, you know, back block. Really? Yeah. I gotta play this one. You know, you gotta fire that thing up here. Yeah, so I, I want to go in the dojo. It's like, why not spend some money on these kinds of experiences, right? That are truly groundbreaking. Like, you know, I've said this on the show many, many times. The reason that I'm most brokenhearted by this new Star Wars stuff that mm-hmm. the new Lucasfilm is doing um, is that they don't feel the same responsibility that I think George Lucas had. Yeah. Which is that every single thing that he does has a responsibility to move the medium forward. Yeah. Okay. It's not enough to tell a good movie with good actors and a good story. How is this pushing the medium to the next level? Yeah. You know? Um, and look, he did it in video games, right? With like, you know, the uh, scum stuff, right? Like the looms and uh, Indiana mm. Jones and the Last Crusade and the Fate of Atlantis oh, and oh, X-Wing God. and all these games. He yeah. pushed – the entire video game medium yeah. forward with these games, Star Wars Galaxies, um, you know, even stuff like Pod Racer, introducing to the next gen of consoles, mm-hmm. you know, that was coming in, creating more arcadey type stuff. The arcade game, the you know, uh, the Star Wars arcade game where you sit in the box and is you know, or, or like you sit in the X wing, and it's just like now we just get these Star Wars games that just to me feel like an honest attempt, right? Yeah. But not really anything groundbreaking, you know. It feels like retreading old genres, with the exception of Vader Immortal, because Vader yeah. Immortal, for you, you know, for you listeners out there, was actually developed by XLM Labs, mm-hmm. which is part of ILM, right? You know, um, so it was actually developed in house at Lucasfilm, and um, I actually talked with one of the guys from XLM Labs when we went to do that thing. And um, he had been at Lucas since like 1980. Wow! The guy who runs XLM Labs. See, that's that's where you're. See, that's awesome. Yeah. See, I, I get where you're going with that now. After you said that, because it's like there's some something about like he's been around for so long. Like he he he's like feeling because we did say that going back to the movie thing. Yeah. Um. You know. And you all know I love I love what they're doing. I love the movies that have happened. You know, aside from Solo, Solo didn't work for me. But um, it's Kathleen Kennedy always 
it's Kathleen Kennedy. She gets in the crosshairs and she or, right. or she gets, you know, some so maybe she takes too much of the blame. I think she does take too much of the blame, but that's but I will say for being constructive is that she's looking at this at a business because she's a producer and she's made the biggest blockbusters in the world. Right. So I can understand that. But we need somebody like Lucas that was also so invested in the mythology. And I didn't think she knows how to run a shared universe and or a mythology. She's just kind of going, yeah, sure, do it. And we saw it blow up in her face because I felt like when they, when they decided that Colin Trevorrow was going to direct episode nine, he was literally hired the day after Jurassic World opened to the biggest opening of all time at that time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, let's just follow this in Jurassic yeah. World. I love that movie, man. I love it too. Yeah. But we're not talking mythologies here. We're talking about big giant lizards eating people. Right. You have to – it's different skill sets. When you're taking a mythology, especially one as beloved as Star Wars with 40-plus years, you know, you need somebody that understands that world. And I thought when it was Phil Lord and Chris Miller and Colin Trevorrow, I felt like that was like – the new kids that got popular all of a sudden, it's like we're going to invite them to all the parties without truly picking a good Star Wars director like J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson in my opinion. I know probably people are going to yell at me for Ryan Johnson, but guess yeah. what? I like him. Um, go watch Brick. <laughs> that that might change your mind. <laughs> yeah. Brick is a freaking masterpiece of a, of a you know, noir I've never movie. Seen it. I've it's never seen so it. good. I just watched it last week. It is so good. Anyways, it's beside the point. So I think that when you're talking about video games and you're talking – look at what Goyer is doing with, uh, with Vader Immortal. That story, there was a moment in there that we both hit us really hard. Yeah. And it's because it's what came before it in the story that we know. It earned it. It earned it. It earned the moment. Exactly. Yeah. And what we have here looks like – Oh, I'm getting Uncharted and, and a little bit of Tomb Raider uh, all <laughs> yeah. in uh, Star Wars. Yeah, with like – actually the uh, the lightsaber color, that sort of light blue lightsaber color reminds me of a crystal that uh, the big uh, the big Star Wars nerds – because even though I know I don't know everything about Star Wars, like I didn't know like the Netherworld or whatever it was that Star Wars was talking about. the World within worlds. The world within worlds. Something like, like I, that. I had never heard of that before. I'm sorry. Rebels. It's just, it's just true. I just never heard of that before. Yeah. But here, I'll throw something at the folks out there. See if you've ever heard of a lightsaber crystal called the Sunrider's Destiny. Mm, now, no. the Sunrider's Destiny is a lightsaber crystal that actually emanates with that exact color that um, this dude has in uh, in the trailer anyway or in the really? gameplay footage that I saw. Yeah. So now I, I doubt that there's going to be any throwback to the Sunrider's Destiny. OK. Um, but it, it's, uh, it's a crystal that I believe uh, – it was definitely in Star Wars Galaxies because it was a, it was a big find, uh, you know, big, big mission to go get it. But I think it also showed up in the role-playing games and those things. But it was that same exact color mm-hmm. that um, that the guy in Fallen Order has. Interesting. But look, I'm I'm hoping that um, that you can get new crystals. I'm hoping that there's a moment of of doubt where you're pushed to the dark side. Yeah. When you're given the freedom to indulge in those dark side uh, feelings, only to realize that you know it was a mistake. And get the ability to go back to the light, you know, because this is what Star Wars is about. Yeah, God, like the, the more we talk about it, something just flashed in my head. Yeah, talk to Ope, me. Open world. Yeah, just going back to that open world where you can yeah. make some of those decisions. Fall to the dark side, maybe, maybe not. But getting in your like ship. Yeah, and being like, you know what? I'm I'm flying off of Jakku right now. I'm going to get in my ship, and you get into space, yeah. and you hit a button, and you hit light speed. And you're Can out. you just? Oh man, that sounds like so much fun. It's just we need, we need that. I, I I would love that. I would love that. But anyways, it's beside the point. We shall see what the story has to hold. Yeah. Um, I liked the footage. Um, the story seems interesting to me, to me right now because I think that's one of your first questions after Order sixty six. Who survived? We know the we know that Yoda and Obi Wan survived, but who else could there be? Um, and what would that look like? Yeah, and I think that that's what's going for it. So look, and uh, somebody just um, um, posted. Uh, look at Fernandez trying to seem like he knows cool Star Wars stuff that we don't know. So it's not so much that I know cool <laughs> Star Wars stuff that you don't know. It's more like I know cool Star Wars stuff from a a I know more cool Star Wars stuff 
from certain eras than I do other eras. Same. You know? That's what, what we all are. Yeah. I don't think that should be looked at as a weakness or something to like point at. I think it's something that just is inherent in all of us. A lot of you in the chat might have grown up with the prequels and know everything about the prequels, but the yeah. original trilogy, not so much. I'm original trilogy. It's just, that's yeah, just for, the way for, it is. For, like for me growing up, it was about the original trilogy and then the little stuff that we got like Heir to the Empire, the role-playing game, um, you know, X-Wing, all of the lore that we started getting from Dark Forces and everything leading up to the prequels. Yeah. You know, um, that's the part that is just such a huge part of my child like not not even my childhood but my you know my late teens and early yeah. 20s um that it's just the stuff that stuck with me because i i was in, involved in it so so much right there are certain like in the gaming i mean star wars racer was one like that's a game that comes up nine times out of ten because that was just when i really got into that Shadows of the Empire is another game that was so awesome at the time. Right. And I even remember during the LucasArts uh, days, Jango Fett, the bounty hunter. Right. Star Wars bounty hunter. That was a fun game for me. Yeah. These are games that just reminded me of this, of, of just – it just hit me at that moment. So years later, here I am going, yeah, okay. So we do have your chats going in. Um, yeah, let's take some questions. Let's guess, do some right? questions yeah, to got, wrap we, up the show. We, we got, got about, about 15. 15, let's take some yeah, about, questions. Let's yeah, take some questions. so about 15 minutes, we're going to answer some of these questions. I did see something I want to mention because I, I believe it was Lisa Johnson. Thank you for, for jumping in here. Oh, you but, know what? Let, let's let's – um, sorry to interrupt you, but let's let's get to that question that, 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 oh, that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. dude paid five bucks that – to be honest, I have no idea where that five bucks even goes. Right. <laughs> Can it go to me? I would yeah. like some Dell talk. <laughs> I'm not even sure where that goes. Um, but, but thank you anyway. Um, he was asking if uh, rebrand yeah. the Galaxy's Edge locations at different theme parks for different planets. Yeah, I think that's a genius idea. To be honest yeah. with you, I think it's too much work for them. Of course it is. Of course they're not going to do that. They're not doing that. No, but I think it's a fan- it's a fantastic idea. Yeah, because it would motivate you wanting to go to different parks. So wouldn't I? Exactly. Yeah. Wouldn't it be so we're going to Batu, the Galaxy's Edge over there in Anaheim. Yeah. But when you go to Florida, you're going to go to Bata. Bespin. <laughs> Bespin, yeah. Or yeah. Jakku. Yeah. Or Tatooine. Or Coruscant. Or Coruscant. Yeah. I think that would be good. Or Hoth. Yeah. You know, what can you do in Hoth? Hoth? You, go, you go to Hoth and you're like, here's your snow cone. Yeah. You got anything I mean, I else? Wanna, nope. I have a question. Um, I thought – I made a mistake last week. OK. OK. And I said that um, Mustafar was a moon. Oh, OK. It's not a moon, right? It's a planet. We I'm know assuming this for it's sure. a planet. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's a Schmodown question. Where's Alex Damon? <laughs> right, right. I mean I'm assuming it's a planet. Yeah, I mean yeah. you know, Vader Immortal goes into some of the history of Mustafar. So it. Uh, I'm assuming it's a planet. But let's see. We got yeah. we got the internet. So, so Duncan Bradley, did you guys play Monkey Island? Of course. Monkey, oh, Monkey Island, yeah. Monkey Island uh, by LucasArts back in the day where they were changing the way that video games were experienced. Mm-hmm. When they felt the responsibility that video games were just as important a medium as anything else that was emerging at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, they created uh, you know Monkey Island, which is a, a friggin' masterpiece. You know, but that's not the, the best game LucasArts ever made, in my opinion, is Indiana Jones and the Fate of, of Atlantis. The Atlantis. That was such a fun game. It, it, I incredible. loved that game. Incredible. Yep. Absolutely incredible. Uh, Mustafar is a small volcanic planet located in the Mustafar system okay. situated between two gas giants yeah. in the Outer Rim so Territory. Look, this, is what I, this is what I'm talking about. You learn from the listeners. Yeah. You know, like I said, moon. I didn't know what the hell it was. It was a moon, a planet, an exoplanet. It was Pluto. I'll, I'll always listen. Yeah. If, again, if you're like, hey, Riley, it's actually a planet, not a moon, instead of, you're so stupid, dummy, blah, 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 you know, let's just have a talk. Right, so look, we're getting, like more, we're getting more of these money questions. Um, Are we getting more super chats? We're getting more super that. chats. Um, does Luke know that Darth Sidious is still alive? It's a great question. It's a great question. Thanks, Bruce. Um, Bruce Crawford jumped in there. I would say no, because in The Last Jedi, he mentions Darth Sidious. And he mentioned him, you know, in the past. So I think he believes that he's, he's dead. dead. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. And that all if, the evidence is pointing to him believing that he's not there. Correct. 
And if we're so – what I love about Star Wars, Echoes in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Dark side. Hard to see it is, said Yoda one time in Attack of the Clones yeah. as the Emperor is pulling all the strings behind the scenes. We could see Emperor Palpatine doing another number on the rise of the Jedi in these right. new trilogies. It's a good point. We, kn- we he's don't kept know. the wool over all their eyes, perhaps. Could be, and yeah. we don't know how he's coming back. So until we know, then and and this is this is why we always talk about the rise of Skywalker and whether it's going to stick the landing. There's a lot of loose ends to tie up. There's a lot to tie together in the saga. You know, if the Emperor just comes back and he's like, "Here I am. I was always there." I need a reason. I need some mythology there. We know Darth Plagueis the Wise, that story, that makes sense. This is tracking for me that the Emperor would come back and that it would unite the saga because he would be in then all three. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. yeah. So I like it. Um, but we'll see. I don't think Luke knew. I don't think he knows either. I think it was Snoke that he knew about and that there was something out there that he knew about, but it was Snoke. Yeah. And I think Snoke is going to be an important character to tie together to the Emperor. If that's what they're doing. So um, episode three, Anakin uh, did another one of these money questions. And he said, if you have time, can you look at the Force Awakens teaser trailer number two? The dialogue from Luke is super interesting in retrospect. I remember this. Um, It is super interesting. I believe it's like um, the Force is strong with my family. I have it. She my had, father but, has. But that's it. from Return of the Jedi, though, isn't my it? My sister has it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have that power too. Right. And we were thinking it's Ray, and he was talking about Ray or something like that, or we didn't know. Right. Um, episode three, Anakin. Is that the dialogue you're uh, referring to? You don't need to send us five dollars to answer. You can just <laughs> yeah, it's answer. All good. Um, uh, but react. I, to, I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. React to the uh, Fallen Order trailer put out yesterday. We did the whole friggin' episode on it. So yeah, go that back was our, and listen that was to our, the episode. Th- that was our chat. Bottom line is that, of course, we're excited about it. We can't wait to play it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Let's get some more questions in here. Um, is Ahsoka rumored to be in Rise of Skywalker? So uh, it goes back to the, what I was trying to do with uh, Lisa. You had asked Brie Larson as Ahsoka. And so I'm assuming – I have not heard that rumor. Ooh, that would be a bad casting choice. Yeah. Uh, Brie Larson has her movies. Oh, man. I can't. I, I'm, not, I'm not a Brie Larson fan. See, I love Brie Larson and Room. Again, bringing about Room again. Yeah. Captain Marvel, unfortunately, has not been landing with me even in Endgame. It just, it just felt like she just showed up, took off. Shows up again, and it wasn't enough for me. I didn't. I yeah. wanted more interaction. I'm giving her a chance, but Captain Marvel was not. It's not up there in my Marvel movies. I think there are a lot of wonderful things. I don't fault Brie Larson at all as the actress and what she's doing. I just think she was underutilized in Endgame, especially. I was just like, I was waiting I, for it. I think that the number one, my number one casting choice for Ahsoka mm-hmm. would be Zendaya. Zendaya, interesting. Yeah. All right. I mean, look, maybe she's too young because maybe I'm thinking of Ahsoka, like Clone Wars Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And I think Zendaya would be incredible for that role. Uh, but I guess Ahsoka in, of course, Rise of Skywalker would be a much older person. Okay. Right? I mean, she'd be like almost like an old woman. Um, I'm trying to find some some details on this, and they're they're only rumors. And – I don't know. Sorry, you were saying was this still on Brie Larson? Because I kind of, yeah, I yeah. kind of went yeah. off looking, trying to find this rumor of Brie Larson playing Ahsoka Tano. Is there a real rumor like that out there? Well, something popped up here, and Star Wars voice actress Ashley Eckstein, who voiced Ahsoka Tano in Star Wars: The Clone Wars, Clone Wars, detailed her first encounter with Captain Marvel actress Brie Larson, noting she lives the part both on and off screen. Lives? Mm. I do not understand. I think loves. I don't know what this is. I'm going away from this site. This doesn't make sense to me. Um, Brie Larson as Ahsoka Tano so, here on a Star Wars Reddit. Uh, I am. I, this is the first I've heard of it. Yeah. So look, my Zendaya choice was Ahsoka in the spirit of what she's like in Clone Wars. I, I totally realize that in Rise of Skywalker she would be an old, uh, you know, a much, much, much older woman. Um, so forget the Zendaya one. Even though I think Zendaya would be great. She would as be Ahsoka, great. Um, yeah, Ahsoka. she would be. Yeah, she would be older. 
Oh, that's a good one. I don't know. How about Kate Blanchett? As Ahsoka? As an older, wiser Ahsoka coming out of hiding. I think Ahsoka needs to be played by a woman of color. Yeah. Because I because I think that that that's the She feels it, doesn't she, even though she's you know, she's yeah, a toilet. Yeah, she just it feels like 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 she's gone through a different path than like Padme or or Leia or you know that like she's had it harder on her or something yeah. and that she comes from the Twi'lek species is a species we don't know a lot about right. you know right um and i just think that like i don't know i think Brie Larson would be a terrible choice oh uh, yeah i don't want Brie Larson as Ahsoka i think she's fine but she's got look she's in the marvel cinematic you know, like, universe look, after the john wick 3 cuz i've been loving this movie Halle Berry if you're looking for a much older Ahsoka Halle Berry is a, good a, uh, that's a, a good right? choice a wiser like warrior who's, mm-hmm. who's seen everything. We uh, already have Lupita Nyong'o in as Maz Kanata, but um, I think she would be fantastic. But she's also already in the MCU. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Lupita, Lupita's incredible. She's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I. Oh, pers- you know what? Somebody here said Tiffany Smith. Tiffany Smith would be great as Ahsoka. Tiffany's that's actually great. A great. That's actually a great call. Yeah, but if we're if we're sticking with Ahsoka, will be sixty three years old. Says Alexander yeah. Painter. Thank yeah. you for that. Uh, sixty three. So. I love Tiff. She yeah. ain't 63. <laughs> she ain't 63. Tiff, yeah. is, Tiff has her whole world ahead of her right now, uh, you know, as the Meghan Markle of the Lifetime movie. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm so proud of her. All I, right, I love do, it. All right. Let's do another one. Uh, all right. So I'm going to look right now. Um, but I'm trying to think. I'm trying to actually find something. All depends on how old her species is. Yeah. That, it's a good question. I don't know. How old she is in the universe and Twi'leks live and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. um, everybody in the chat, why don't you drop in some more questions? We got about three minutes. We could probably answer one. Too bad they wasted Tandy Newton. I agree with you. Tandy Newton would have been fantastic. What did they use her? Uh, solo. Uh, solo, right. She right, was right. out. Yeah. Great death. Yeah. She, she yeah. saved everybody. Meryl Streep. Yeah. Um, Meryl Streep always. (laughs) Meryl Streep just won an Oscar for considering playing Ahsoka (laughs) Tano in the next Star Wars Um, movie. Here's the thing, though. I don't want Ahsoka Tano showing up in Rise of Skywalker. doesn't work for me. We're past that. It would be too weird that Ahsoka Tano – Because they haven't earned it. They have not earned it. Ahsoka Tano would not be in Rise of Skywalker because all of a sudden – She's not in the prequels. She's reintroduced in the Clone Wars. She becomes a thing. Okay, we know she comes back in Rebels because of she was Fulcrum at one point, the spy. She was hiding, and then we had that great battle with Vader. And then you're telling me the events of New Hope, Empire, Return of the Jedi, thirty years between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, and now she's going to show up? Right? Not earned. Yeah, yeah. Not that earned. character should not appear. In Rise of Skywalker, so, at least that's how I see it. So look, it. to close it off, I do see a Fallen Order question not a, here. It's not a, she's not a Twi'lek. What is she? Yeah, I don't know these things. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. she's not a Twi'lek. We, yeah. I actually knew that also. I forget what her species is. Oh, yeah, is. that's right. I was just saying Twi'lek <laughs> yeah, because yeah. of the hair thing. Yeah, yeah, she's not a Twi'lek. She's that's fine. You guys can yell at me all you want. I'm a freaking human and made a mistake about a fictional character. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, okay, so Jeremy uh, Schaffner mm-hmm. says, so basically you're saying – oh, shit, I lost it. Oh, here it is. So basically you're saying that because Star Wars was isn't an original IP, first of all, of, of course it is, uh, there will never be a good Star Wars game. Come on, man. Um so let me just say this one more time so, so I'm clear about it. Um, when you have a, th- a double shot, okay, of third parties licensing a property that's not theirs, it, it, it makes sense to not invest as much in that as you do your own owned and operated intellectual property. Mm. Okay, so right. when you're dealing with EA – EA owns the intellectual property for Battlefield. Right, Battlefront, right? Um, No, Battlefield. Oh, Battlefield. Oh, the other game. Got it. Yeah, Battlefront they don't. Right. Battlefront's kind of based on Battlefield, but they don't really own it. I get you. It it becomes tougher to justify incredible uh, levels of investment into it 
because ultimately you're licensing the game to create a profit margin and you're banking on the IP. Mm-hmm. Now, back in the day when LucasArts was the biggest publisher, one of the biggest publishers out there, they were able to overinvest into their properties because they knew that it was their property, right? right. Um, LucasArts, I mean, EA doesn't own Star Wars, right? EA is licensing Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, if the game is a huge success, LucasArts can pull that game. Or LucasArts right. doesn't exist anymore, but Lucasfilm. I see what you said. Could pull that game. Yeah. So I'm just saying that it creates bigger challenges for uh, third-party uh, publishers and studios to go all in on somebody else's IP. Case case in point, look at what happened um, to, um, to Telltale Games. Right. Telltale Games' entire business was based on licensing IP. Right. At the end of the day, when they started they getting into business. trouble, yeah. they couldn't even sell the company. Yeah. Because they had nothing to sell. Right. That's right. They had All nothing the, the, the to sell. The Walking Dead, they did a Batman one. Yeah. They did like Borderlands, Minecraft, yeah. uh, Jurassic Park, Back to the Future. Right. They didn't have any IP to create value for the company. So it makes sense. And that's why you look at something like Vader Immortal. Mm-hmm. None of the big publishers, I think, would have taken that kind of gamble on that game, even though I think it probably cost very little to make. But Vader Immortal was done internally by Lucas, and you feel it. You know, yeah. That's all I'm trying to say. I hear what you're saying, and you guys have been great. Thank you for – you know. sorry about the Ahsoka thing. Yeah, sorry yeah. about that thing. It just went in my head. As t- uh, yeah. I didn't even know she was actually that kind of uh, species because that's – I mean – Yeah, what's the name of the species? Uh, I'm trying to find it. Uh, Targruda, Togruda. I haven't okay. heard that. So, okay. I mean, I've heard it, but yeah, it's it's one thing to read it; it's another thing to say it out loud. You can you can write this shit, George. You just can't say it. That's what Harrison Ford would say. Yeah. But thank you, everybody, for joining us here in this live chat. We are going to wrap it up here. That is episode forty-four of Rule of Two. Yeah. And it's good to be back together. It's again. good to be back together with you, my friend. Uh, it's great to have you back. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And here and subscribing on the Jedi Council Podcast One feed. Once you rate us, drop in some comments, share the podcast. And if you're here on Collider Videos, please subscribe to the channel. Share it with your friends. Drop in some comments because we do read them. And you can follow me on Twitter at Riley Around. Mark Fernandez is at Mark Fernandez on Twitter. Thank you so much, guys, for Rule of Two. This has been a great one. Episode 44 in the books. We'll be back next Monday for an all-new episode. You'll be here, right, Fernandez? I'll be here. Okay. I'll be here, yeah. So that's episode 44, Rule of Two in the books. See you next week, everyone. Rise. Yeah. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers. While supplies last, offer ends 83120. What's up? It's Kevin Hart. And with new rewards from Chase Freedom Unlimited, I now earn even more cash back, even on a beach getaway. I earn 3% of drugstores on beach snacks. Hmm, these chips have some staying on. I earn 3% on dining, including takeout, after a seagull eats all my chips. And I earn 5% on travel purchased through Chase, like a hotel room to hide from that seagull. Learn more at ChaseFreedom.com. Chase, make more of what's yours. Account subject to credit approval. Restrictions, limitations apply. Offer subject to change. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC.